Good evening and welcome to Slam and Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I am your host, Marion Petrie. I have a brand new guest on. His name is John Sullivan. He is from Holland, Michigan, and he has a story about CPS caseworkers here that have falsified court documents against him and everyone in the court system here in Holland, Michigan, was okay with letting this happen. CPS caseworkers had a two-year investigation against his kid's mother for two years. Numerous CPS agencies from other counties, ties here in Michigan, also had cases against her. He was never living with the kid's mother, nor was he ever married to her. Now, what had happened was, is they took these kids away, placed them with foster care parents, and they should have given them to the biological father is what should have happened. So they're making him pay child support on these kids when he shouldn't have to, and they should have been placed with their father. So I welcome you to the podcast. Uh, John, I'm so sorry. This is, this is happening, you know? Um, Yeah. Where are you at now with all of this mess? Uh, Well, I'm, I'm still dealing with the mess. Like, a few days ago, I got a call from somebody from the Department of uh, Human Health Services here in Ottawa County. Uh, it was a CPS supervisor asking me would I like to speak with her. And, and I, I said, well, how can I speak with anybody from this department or agency, man, when I've been done the way I've been done? by the people here and the lady's response was so you don't want to talk to me i said no because i don't trust anybody from this department or agency period and that was the end of the conversation so yeah i'm I'm still dealing with pretty much everything that i sent out to you in that email to let you know what's going on i'm still dealing with it when was that phone call Um, like three days ago, three Mm. to four days ago, I got a call. Well, her call should have been, we're returning the children to you. Happy new year. Yeah. I, I, it it wasn't that it was basically like, uh, do you want to talk to me? And when I explained to her, I said, well, has the CPS worker Elizabeth Marskins been, uh, prosecuted and everybody else? who done what they done to me. And she just said, I'm sorry to hear that, but you don't want to talk to me. So I just ended the conversation, just hung up the phone. Cause like I said, I don't trust those people. And the way they did me and the things that I've been through and also that they put my parents through, my father's a retired a disabled veteran. And, you know, they, they put him in the courtroom, like, you know, he wasn't nothing, you know, and I couldn't believe this, you know, and my mother, you know, they, they put both of them in the courtroom, you know, and, 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 and just treated us all like, you know, like we were just crap, you know, like. What did they say to your father and your mother? Well, they, that was on uh, July, July 19th was the trial that they set after, like I said, the CPS worker lady came on May 20th of 2022. This is the first time of me ever meeting anybody or hearing anything about this situation. Then when I asked her, why, was I, why wasn't I contact about anything? And that's when she told me nobody could find you. Nobody knew who you were. Then when she leaves that day, I say three, four days later is when I get this paperwork in the mail stating that I abused and neglected my children. My parental rights were terminated. Uh, I was an immediate threat to danger and harming my children, whether it was supervised or unsupervised. And I just couldn't believe it's like you just met me today. And then three days later, I get that paperwork stating all this. And then it's a trial set up for July 19th and I was hesitant because they were sending so many police officers to my address like they sent police officers to my house on Father's Day you know when I had family in 
from out of town over and you know it's just very embarrassing to deal with something like that knowing that you did nothing wrong and nobody wanted to help listen or understand what I was trying to say or help me figure out why were you guys sending all these police officers to our house banging on the doors just leaving paperwork telling us that prosecutors told us that if uh, we don't take the paperwork just leave it on their front porch and I've never heard of nothing anything like this you know never in my day in life of living on earth mm-hmm. never heard anything like this never been in a situation like this where it was okay to go in a courtroom where us as citizens supposed to go in and have the law upholded but when I went in that day on July 19th it was like playing against an NFL team and I was the only person on the other side playing against all these players and nobody wanted to hear me even when I said in the courtroom on July 19th that this lady falsified the court documents against me nobody wanted to hear that no it was like everybody just drowned me out and wanted to get everything they already had across. Like, how, how do you write up a petition on somebody and you just met them one day? How, how do you have a how do you have a case against somebody and, and you never met me like to even put charges on me? Like I don't even have any kind of charges like this in the past or present. Like the only thing that I've had to do with CPS is when the kids' mothers were getting in trouble with them, like, I got my children. Never was I implicated in any of their cases, you know, so it was just puzzling to me when this CPS worker showed up on May 20th and did all these things. Now, who was the judge? The judge was Mark A. Finn. That's F-E-Y-E-N, last name. He was the judge for that day. F-E-Y-E-N? Yeah, Mark A. Finn, F-E-Y-E-N. That's the judge in Ottawa County Family Court. And he didn't question any of their stupidity. I hate to say that. Yeah, he didn't. I hate to say it, Marianne, he he didn't question anything, even when I said it on the witness saying that, like, this lady falsified court documents against me. You guys okay with that? You know, it's like nobody heard that. And now I'm I'm disabled, you Mm -hmm. know, due to being in a car accident. And my doctor that I I go see, well, it was bothering me from when this lady showed up. And the things she did. So as I'm talking to him, well, he just asked me, well, would you like me to write a letter for you just on good favor for you? And I was like, yeah, okay, well, let's try that. You know, I'm fine with that. So he wrote that letter for me to take on July 19th, because like I say, they were sending multiple police, you know, to our, to our house, you know, and, and threatening me to, you know, you're going to lock me up off of false charges, you know, threatening me with court paperwork, telling me if I didn't show up on July 19th, you will be arrested, uh, a warrant will be, I was like, well, how, you know, like, it's just all, it's it's mind-blowing, you know, mm-hmm. it's just mind-blowing what I've been through and, you know, what, what's been done, and it's, it just bothers me every day knowing that my kids are with someone that never has been a part of their life. And it was so easy for these people just to get them and be placed with them. And I feel like that's how it should have been for me. But nobody nobody gave me that opportunity. You know, everybody treated me like I didn't exist, you know. And then they tell me in the courtroom, in front of all these people that 
when the, my doctor wrote that letter, they started questioning my health issues in front of all these people. And that really broke me down because when I talked to my doctor about that, he said if any of those people had any questions about your health, they were supposed to contact me, not talk about because none of those people are my doctor and I am not a patient of any of the, and plus, I didn't need any of these people knowing about what I got going on with my health. That's all confidential, mm -hmm. doctor, patient. So why did they feel like that was okay to use a letter that my doctor wrote for me and use that letter against me that day? Uh, talking about This is common. Uh, you're now yeah. the second or third, and I'm number four, uh, of a parent that they totally got into the HIPAA issue yeah. and the judge allowed it, which he, yeah. he shouldn't be allowing. Um, they're yeah. overstepping their bounds. I'm very sorry. Yeah. Were, can I ask a question? Were mm -hmm. these people Caucasian? Uh, yeah. Mostly all, all of the people, were Caucasian and the CPS worker who falsified the court documents against me, she was a Hispanic. Mm -hmm. So it was just one Hispanic lady that was Elizabeth Merskins and everybody else were, you know, Caucasian, mm -hmm. including the judge, you know, everybody else. It, how did they make your parents feel i know that's a subjective question i know they're not here to answer for themselves but what did they say to you well that day because you know when i started getting all that paperwork about july 19th i was scared you know because i was like how am i being done like this and i, I did nothing wrong so my parents my mother and my father they told well we'll go with you you know, we'll go with you. So that's what they did. But when we got there, you know, I broke down in the courtroom lobby. Like I'm crying like a baby. Mm -hmm. Like asking these, I'm I'm asking everybody, like, you guys are gonna violate my constitutional rights mm -hmm. like this. And and nobody wanted to hear me. It's like everybody was trying to shut me up. And so my parents went in the courtroom first because like I said, I was in the lobby bawling, crying like a baby, you know, mm -hmm. it, it was just, cause it was just mind blowing. So they put me in a room because I really didn't want to go in the courtroom. And, uh, you know, they all lied to me, including the, the state attorney that they gave me. He, he was all for them too. He lied. It was just telling me anything just to get me to come in the courtroom. So I figure, let me go in here and speak from the heart and tell my story of what's going on because I'm battling against a state government, a state employee mm -hmm. who's falsified a petition and court documents against me. So let me go in here and see if me speaking from the heart, showing my face in here, will do any justice and that was an epic fail mm. because nobody wanted to hear anything that I had to say. Nobody. None of the people that were on the state side that had these charges against me, the judge, my attorney, and then they told me in the courtroom in front of everybody, I cannot make this up to you at all, Marianne, that they said, well, Mr. Sullivan, you're disabled, right? I said, yes, ma'am. I'm disabled due to a car accident. Uh, so you receive one check a month? I said, yes, ma'am, I, I do. And uh, they said, so you can't take care of your two children. And oh. yeah, right, right in the courtroom in front of the judge, my attorney who was representing me, and all the state workers that were in there. Then they had all these people from other agencies, CPS, 
from Grand Rapids, Michigan, another CPS worker, I guess, that works with Elizabeth Merskins from Ottawa County. And they had all these people coming in the courtroom lying, saying that they made contact with me. And I've never seen these people a day in my life. I've never, you know, if you if if you're a CPS worker, I figure in my head because I don't work for them. But if making contact means you face to face with that person on a specific date, a time, and you're supposed to have a paragraph of what you and that person that you made contact with. They never presented any of these kind of documents that day in the courtroom. They just used the CPS worker's petition that she filed against me. And that's all they used. They mm -hmm. just went over what she said in a petition. And when she presented that to the court, that's when all these problems started coming my way. I'm not going to call them problems because I know I've done nothing wrong. It's just a lot of issues that I see that's within, within the justice system that's it's corrupt. And me as a Black person and a lot of things that, you know, Black people deal with, mm -hmm. this is something that really scares me now because I got sons, mm -hmm. you know, how am I supposed to teach my sons that, you know, stuff is okay when people don't care, you mm -hmm. know, people don't care. And then especially people that, you know, took an oath. This is like military. This is like doctors, judges, lawyers, police officers, uh, attorneys, everybody that took those jobs swore under a oath to do their job with honor and integrity. Mm. And all those people that day in that courtroom, they abused their powers and they, they didn't use, they, they didn't, they didn't swear under that oath that day. And, and it's just sad that I'm still being harassed by this agency here in Ottawa County, CPS workers, knowing that I was never around through any of the allegations that they had against my children's mother. I mean, like, come on, that's like common sense. Never mm -hmm. was married. Never were we living together. I paid child support. And then I had to call the county that I pay child support in to let the worker know that the kids wasn't even with the mother. Oh. She didn't she didn't even know that my children were not with the mother. So now I'm paying child support to two foster care families that have my daughters. I'm paying them child support now. And it's it's just it's just puzzling. It's just puzzling because like I said, you show up on May 20th of 2022. It's my first time ever meeting you, hearing anything about this. And then after that day on May 2022, three to four days later, I get paperwork in the mail stating that I did the same things as the mother. And now I have to come to trial on July 19th of 2022 to go against what this CPS worker wrote up in the petition. Well, I just found I just found that highly suspicious of how could this lady come up with this and they had a two-year investigation going against my children's mother multiple other agencies so why didn't none of those cps workers have me in none of their files in none of their cases in i just don't understand it i just don't so may i ask how much you're paying these two foster care Families. Well, I pay, I pay close to five hundred dollars a month to child support. Comes out of my uh, disability check, so I pay over five grand a year to child support. But you know, I don't work for the state of Michigan. They just put up a number that you're supposed to pay. Mm -hmm. But we all know when it comes to child support, 
the state takes the bigger portion of whatever that payment is and they relay whatever's left over to if it be the mother that's receiving the child support or father that's you get the smaller half of what's being paid so it's like i don't even understand that at all but mm -mm. i just know that my kids shouldn't be with these people i should have never been treated like this i should have never been told that nobody could find me because i find that highly suspicious like i've my I have kids that's in other states, and when when CPS got a hold of them, they never treated me. They just called me to let me know what was going on, what had happened, and they 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 sent the CPS worker from this state to come here to the same residence. Like I said, I've been at the same residence for over twelve years. They sent somebody from out of state to come here and I had my son, but that was years ago, you know? So I, it's like this, this CPS worker here in Ottawa County and what she did and the way she went about working this case that she did, like I said, it two years and it's multiple, not just her, and the case didn't even start with Ottawa County. The case is really out of Kalamazoo County, Michigan. That's where the case originally started against my children's mother. So that's what puzzles me. Well, if it started there and you said, you here in Ottawa County saying I did the same. Well, why didn't Kalamazoo County Department of uh, Family Services have me in their paperwork? Why didn't none of these other people have me in their paperwork? Why when this lady shows up one day, never meeting me out of her whole life and think that that was okay to put these charges on me, plant these charges on me, and also get everybody within her organization that she works with, including judges, to go along with this and and they're okay with this so well, that's what i'm that's what I i'm dealing with well you know i was told because i went through a very similar situation one of the nurses i was working with said that she said when you go into the courtroom take everybody and their brother in there with you mm -hmm. but the judge is always going to listen to this to what the cps caseworker is going to say and he's going to go with their decision like, where do they get all this power where they don't even know you? They haven't done proper interviews. They didn't interview your parents, did they? They didn't no. interview any other family members. No. Nothing. They just do no. one-sided um, interviews. And then they yeah. give that to the judge. And if you go to hold them accountable... Mm -hmm. Um, what happened to me was I tried to run this through federal court <laughs> yeah. and it was a joke because the judge admitted he did not read my exhibits. I had well over 1000 pieces of evidence that was damning and mm -hmm. he just refused to read them and ruled them irrelevant. <clears throat> huh. But the opposing attorney said, oh yeah, you know, um, interviews were conducted. They, you know. CPS interviewed the psychologist, the, you know, everybody else, everybody else on his side of the family, the psychologist. Uh, no, I'm talking about my side of the family. No one was interviewed just like you. My yep. parents were never interviewed. My sister-in-law tried to call. She was never interviewed. They don't, they're going by their own set of rules. And this is very scary and everyone should know about. That's why I'm so glad you came on to speak yep. out is to warn people that these these individuals that are uneducated yeah. and biased and well, you know, they'll, they can take your child at any moment and place mm -hmm. them into foster care and make you pay child support. Yeah. None of this should have ever happened to you, John. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. It's just something that I'm dealing with. So, 
it's just it's just been rough. You know, it's been rough. Have you looked into finding a um a civil suit attorney at all? <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad you I'm glad you said something about that because I've called all over Michigan. You know, I've called the Michigan Civil Rights Department in Detroit, spoke to a lady there named Kelly Lewis. Now, this lady was acting like she was going to help me. And, uh, you know, everybody wants me to send over paperwork and do this and do that. So I do this thinking that, you know, no, it's like it's a joke to everybody. It's like nobody cares. You know, if it ain't happening to them, then nobody wants to you know, nobody, nobody wants to help, you know, cause I've called everybody and all, you know, I, I had one guy tell me from out of, out of, uh, this is up by Detroit, uh, Michigan. Cause I've been calling all around just trying to see if I can get help. He's like, you know, it's going to cost you like 400 and some dollars just to get me to come down to where you are. And, and, and then it's going to cost you even more if I even feel like taking the case. I'm like, like, I mean, come on. It's like this is a, a no brainer situation for anybody. If they would just sit down and listen to what I got to say, you know, not just me, you know, because I have two other people that been with me throughout this whole situation that we we can't make this up. Like, I, mm -hmm. I can't believe that this happened to me, you know, mm -hmm. and. It's just, it's just crazy. It's it's it just it just breaks me down every day. But I'm gonna stay strong because I know I did nothing wrong, and it just makes me stronger every day when I get a call from one of them and they're still trying to harass me. So, and and I just shut them down because I'm not going to comply. You know, they were trying to have me do mental health evaluations wow. and you know sending me paperwork and doing background checks on me and sending out like what well, I thought you guys said you didn't know who I was and nobody could find me but now all of a sudden I'm getting all this paperwork I'm being harassed every other day I'm getting all this paperwork pertaining to things that I didn't do just because a CPS worker wrote them up and it was just a constant, constant flow of just court documents from this rogue CPS worker and the rest of her gang, if that's what you want to call them, because mm -hmm. that's what they are, a gang oh, yeah. of corrupt state employees. I hate to say it, but yeah. they are yep. corrupt state employees here in Ottawa County just doing whatever, not just here all over the United States because, you know, after I reached out to you and I started looking into your podcasts and seeing, you know, things that you guys are talking about on there, you know, I started looking up a lot. So it's not just here in Holland, Michigan, and this is just a small little town that nobody knows about here, you know, so it's happening everywhere. But to be here where it's mostly a Caucasian environment, and that's what really rules this area. It's it's hard for people of color, you know, especially for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I'm originally from Chicago, so the things there, it's just like that'll blow your mind. And you 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 leave there to try and get a little hope somewhere else, and then here you is living in another area where it's still the same thing going on, corruption you know, state workers just doing whatever they want to do and, and, and the police department, Ottawa, Ottawa County Public Safety, all those people let me down. Officer Nicole Hamburg, she came by to take a statement from me. I mean, I was crying in front of this police officer mm -hmm. and she looked like she was going to help me. And then she told, she told me, well, I got to talk to my supervisor and I guess she was speaking with her supervisor about what I told her. And like I said, it's it's all a joke to them. They she calls me, lets me know, oh, it's nothing that we can do. Once the once the judge makes the decisions, there's there's no way that anybody can help. And 
I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense to me, especially when I know I did nothing wrong. So mm-hmm. there should be something that somebody could do to rearrange and reevaluate all the things that you guys did to me. Somebody needs to step up and think about what happened. Somebody needs to go back and look at all the paperwork. Ask these people, especially the CPS worker who planted these charts, where's your documentations of ever making contact with them? Just like all those other agencies and not just these people, they had people from shelters that that were trying to help my kids' mothers, people from like women's uh, women's groups and all these people that had these allegations against her. And then I have the same allegations, but I was never around. <laughs> if any of these people would speak up and, and be honest, that, that would be the point, that he was never around. He was never involved in any of this. So, like, why should he even be charged, even mm-hmm. be sitting in the courtroom? You know, like, when I got that paperwork saying that I had to come to a trial after this showed up on May 20th, that I got to come to trial on July? Like, come to trial, when people go to court, you go into court because you did something wrong. I've never been, I've never been bullied to come to court by government workers and state employees like here in Holland, Michigan, and I did nothing wrong. To be bullied and make you come to court and threaten you with a bench warrant if you don't show up. I've never been bullied by the system like how I've been here. And due to the fact that, like I said, this CPS worker falsified court documents and Mm -hmm. she's still working the job. All these people still working the job. And and they know that everything they did to me was a total lie and it was corrupt. Did you notify the governor of your state of this case? Yeah, I've, I've called her offices and, you know, all these people tell me that there's nothing that they can do because they work with CPS. That's, I've called I've called the higher ups. I've tried to call everybody. Any, anybody that you can imagine that represents this state of Michigan that I thought would be able to help me has let me down or has told me that there is nothing that they can do for me because they work with CPS. That's And I was told, you know, that I couldn't even press charges against this lady for the longest and then it was one person that i called at the ottawa county uh i think it was the ottawa county uh downtown court office it's here on eighth street in downtown <coughs> and uh, this one lady god bless this lady she told me that there is you know it's that's why i say it is good people out there that will speak up but it's more evil people to those good people. So you will never find out what you really need to know unless those good people speak up and explain things to you. So I just, I thank that lady for letting me know that I could press charges against that CPS worker for doing Mm -hmm. that. And then when I did all this, like I said, and officer Nicole Hamburg from Holland Police Department, she came by, I cried like a baby to this police officer because I couldn't understand it. She took my statement. Like I said, she was supposed to have been talking to a supervisor. They talked. And then maybe a week after that, I was told that it was nothing that nobody could do for me. I've I've called the, the prosecuting attorney for Ottawa County here in Holland, Michigan. And he had his assistant call me back and tell me, yeah, Uh, there's nothing that we can do for you because we work with CPS. That's a giant (laughs) conflict of interest. Um, Did did that woman that you talked to, you can sue these people just in their own capacities to sue them civilly? Uh, I mean, 
I wish if I had some help because at, at this at this moment here, you know, I I know I know nothing about the law, the system, the way it works, you know. So I don't know if it, if it's somebody that can help me understand why, you know, or you know, help me get these people for what they've done, you know, I would very much appreciate that because like I say, my trust now is no more. Like I have a brick wall up when it comes to police here, you know, everybody within that system. Like I just shut it down. Like even when I see a call, a number that I don't have stored in, I let it ring go to voicemail then I listen to it and it might be one of them trying to you know still so I just don't even respond you know because it's just heartbreaking that I'm dealing with this and I've told them from the beginning even the state attorney who they just threw to me you know just threw me this guy and soon as I, I got to talk to this guy I knew he was for them and not for me so and then I've, I've tried to talk with, you know, civil attorney, you know, and then it was a lot of people telling me that that's what I needed, a civil attorney to, and I've called like out of state to see, and people said, well, we can't help you because we don't work, we're, we're not from that state, you know, I was told, that, you know, I called one guy, he told me, well, you stay in Michigan, I stay in this state, so I can't help you, but, so, it's just like I'm lost and then, you know, it's like everybody's talking about money, 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 money. It's like mm -hmm. it's everybody's money hungry. Like, you know, if somebody was to help me with this case, then it could benefit them and me, you know, like if that's what it's all about is money for them, then where, where's your heart if you help somebody out? then it could maybe benefit you. You know, if that's what you're so worried about, maybe it could bring more spotlight to your field of work by helping somebody out that's going through a situation like this. So like I say, it's it's just hard times right now and everybody's wanting this and wanting that. So I, I haven't got any civil lawyers to help me. You know, like I said, I've called all around and everybody just, you know, just thought it was a joke. They asked me to send the paperwork to them. I send the paperwork to them, email it over to them. They look through it and they tell me there's nothing that we can do. And, you know, this is lawyers telling them, like, how? And I'm explaining to you, these people never talk to me. Never, never, never spoke with me throughout a whole two-year investigation. And then you plant the same charges on me as my children's mother has, knowing that we've never spoke and I've never been around when any of those allegations that they had against the kid, uh, my children's mother, I was never present for them. So how could I be sitting here dealing with this, being bullied by this state and this county telling me to do this and do that? And I've done nothing wrong, and I and I just and I just won't stand for that, and and I haven't been. Have they asked you to take anger management classes? Yep, they asked me. To, they asked yeah. me about all this. They and and you know, like I have PTSD due to me being in my car accident, and I already t I already go to doctors and stuff for that, and you know, they sent paperwork to the same office as I'm already going to see a doctor and that office rejected because like I said, I was talking with my doctor about this whole situation of how I was done by these people. And, you know, he, it, it, it just blew his mind. Mm -hmm. And he's the guy with all the degrees. I'm coming to see him, you know? And when I spoke to him about what has happened to me, you know, it just blew his mind. Like he could not believe that 
this has happened to me. But it's a lot of people that says the same thing, but nobody has reached out to help me or give me the opportunity to even tell my story. That's why I thank you so much for reaching out to me after I reached out to you to give me an opportunity to speak and let the people know what's going on with my situation. And not like, not, not just only my situation. Like I said, I've been watching your podcast and I see I'm not the only person going through things like this. And it's just sad that I watch other people, you know, some people be heartbroken, just like me. I'm heartbroken over the whole situation that, how could they be, how could we be done like this? Right, and, and people, just, I'm sorry. It's like people don't understand our stories until it happens to them. And yeah. I'm trying to serve as a warning that it can happen to, to anyone at any time. These people can show up. In fact, one out of three families will be a victim of CPS. And, yeah. you know, even the, the state of Texas is hiring more CPS uh, Texas is super corrupt. But anyway. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. And the thing is, like, what they did to you and you weren't even involved. I had an allegation and I wasn't even involved. Yeah. But they pinned stuff on you. And I don't know mm -hmm. if you had to do this, but I had to go before a CPS judge and go through the whole case. And I had an attorney and that was an expensive day. I think that was like a $1,400 day with her. But she was a good attorney and she and I was exonerated. And then mm -hmm. four days later, there was another charge on me. Like, mm -hmm. is, this is so suspicious. Yeah. And what they're doing to you is so suspicious because, you know, you weren't even there. I was never around, like, period. Never yeah. involved in any of the allegations that they have. You know, never. Never. And all, all these people, like, I mean, all these people, I mean, I, I can just, I'm going to just read off these names that I got here, these people uh, that all did me wrong here in this county of Ottawa County in Michigan. Michael Stewart, now he's from Coscas. You have the judge referee, David Macias, chief circuit judge. John A. Van Allsburg, Judge Paul F. Cross, Attorney Michael Spolman, Van Buren County caseworkers, Lisa Kissinger, Heather Staley, the CPS supervisor who laughed in my face and told me that my kids' shoes soles were worn down so bad, Sarah Winters, Elizabeth Merskins, the CPS worker who planted the falsified court documents against me, Jane Baker, CPS, Jessica Belowski, CPS, Steve Williams, my state attorney, who never did nothing for me, let everything just go how it was, Officer Nicole Hamburg, and the whole Holland Public Safety Office, Judge Mark A. Finn, the judge who allowed these people to violate my constitutional rights and my HIPAA rights and just do me wrong in the courtroom in front of him, period. Belinda Barbie and Shauna Bond, the attorney for CPS. All those people that I just named were all in the courtroom that day Besides the Holland police officer, she wasn't. But all the other people, they were all in the courtroom when my constitutional rights were violated by them. And when they talked about my medical history in front of all these people, even people that they had on the screens, other attorneys, and everybody representing everybody, like, shouldn't nobody know about what's going on with anybody's medical history if that person didn't okay that mm -hmm. so right they would have to yeah. sign a consent consent yeah. for release of information 
to yeah. the court. <laughs> and I never did that. Never no. did that. They just went off of a letter that my doctor wrote for me, just explaining that, you know, that, you know, just explaining things. And they just went off of that and started bluntly talking about, well, you know, asking me, so you got PTSD, huh? So with you having PTSD, you get real angry and, you know, just making, yeah, that I, I cannot make this up to you. My mother mm -hmm. and father were in the courtroom and, you know, you're talking about my disability and when you tell me that because I receive a check, well, what about my father that's sitting in the courtroom that's a disabled veteran that served this country with honor? Mm -hmm. He's not dishonorably discharged. He's honorably discharged and he's disabled mm -hmm. so not, not only did you just talk about me as a disabled person you just downplayed my father mm -hmm. and every other person in this world disabled disabled veterans you just talked about all of us mm -hmm. you just you just did that and i find that that highly disappointing because mm -hmm. my father is a veteran and it's other people that's veteran. So what you tell a veteran that served this country, that got his leg or arm or anything blown off and he came back home and he got killed, would you sit there and tell him that you can't take care of your kids because you lost the arm in combat or you lost the leg in combat or because you're suffering from PTSD from the war? You can't take care of your children because you get angry or that makes you the certain things might just make you just go off. And, you know, how would you tell a veteran that? And just because someone has PTSD doesn't mean they fly off the handle every two minutes. Right. <laughs> um, also, now you and I both have complex PTSD because we've been bullied and harassed by the, the court system and these judges that are not thinking for themselves. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really sorry this has happened to you. Um, yeah. What is your next step? Are you just, you're just uh, not responding to their, their emails or phone calls you're just not going to play in with their game yeah i'm i'm not gonna play in like i've blocked all those people like even from trying to email me trying to call me you know i blocked everybody you know my my main goal is is that what i would like for someone to help me mm -hmm. you know? and <laughs> i would like to have my children right back. And that's what should happen. Right. That's what should have happened in the beginning. You know, right. my kids should have never been living in those street or whatever, you know, that they were going through with the mother. You know, if you guys had all this going on, you know, somebody should have reached out to me sooner, you know, instead of just playing the, oh, we didn't know who you were or we, we couldn't find you game. Like, mm -hmm. you know, because if, you know, people, I don't I don't know if these people were were stupid or dumb, but yeah, we see that they are because they they must think that they're the only ones who work in that field. Like people don't have friends of friends or family members that work in those fields mm -hmm. that they can maybe pull to the side, like I did, you know. Like, you know, I have friends of friends that work in that field. And when I explain that situation to a CPS worker who's in the field, that I know that's an honest person, you know, the, the look on that, that CPS worker's face was devastating to hear what these, the, another so-called person like her did to me from another person in the same field. Like she said that that something's not right. Something's not right with that, what you told me. And that's what I've been saying since the beginning. Now, if anyone has any questions, how can they reach you? 
Uh, my email is uh lowercase js one one three six five six at gmail.com. You can reach me by email. You know, I, I always have my phone, so I can always check my emails, you know, if I get anything like that. So well, you know, I know of another mom that's not playing into their games either because they want her to take classes and all this stuff and she's not playing. Yeah, I think that's true. what has to be done is people just not playing into their money game. And the thing is what you brought up in the beginning, and I, I won't keep you all morning, but when you brought up in the beginning, the money, it's mm -hmm. that they see that you have disability and they know they can take the child support out of the disability and leave yeah. you with whatever to live on. And that's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. And that's kind of what they did to me. And I completely understand. And you are not alone. Yeah. And um, and I'd like to have you back on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Most updates. definitely. Yes. Most definitely. So um, don't jump off. Okay. Slam the Gavel is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I am your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again here with John Sullivan in the future and other exciting guests. Thank you for sharing and um, speaking out on your story to warn others. Thank you for having me.